and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. What were you doing 15 years ago? Well, it's October, so probably planning this business. <laughs> and but I was uh, right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> shortly before that, I was working at Express, and I had worked at L Brands for 13 years, as you know, a yes. very long time. It's like dog years. <laughs> um, and and then we were um, working on getting our business started. Right, right. And, and prior to that, I was freelancing, freelancing for you. Um, yeah. During some of that time, too. So, yeah, it's it's been a long road. But um, for this podcast, we decided to talk about our 15 years in business because we are marking that anniversary. And what better time to talk about than that than um, during Women's Small Business Month. So Yay. I know. Hooray for us and all the other women out there who have small businesses. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, we talked a little bit about, you know, where we were. And uh, for me, I always found that I was just hopping from job to job. You were very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> um, but but with, even then, though, you moved around within the limited brands True. and things like that. So, you know, I, I think that says a lot about just being a creative person and wanting new challenges and things like that. And um, I always tell people that this is the longest job I've ever had. So Me too. Clearly, we have met our match as far as being challenged and things like that. Um, yes, for sure. And you're right. I, I think creative people... Um, you know, we're always sort of craving something new and creative, mm -hmm, right? So like mm -hmm. you said, even though I was at L Brands a long time, I worked on a lot of different brands. Right. And you worked for lots of different agencies and companies and you freelanced on your own. Right, you right. your own clients. Like you did so many variety of things. I think creative people are always seeking the, the what's next. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, mine is always going and you're like, oh, look at that. Look at that shiny object over yeah. there. So one thing that's kind of fun about owning a business is, there's always something new. Oh my gosh, yes. It's not always things you want to learn, like, you know, HR loan, issues and, loan you know, rules, PPP or loan things <laughs> and things like that. But you have to, I think, um, kind of like that learning process. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to feel discouraged and thinking, like, you know, I only do creative, I only do creative. I was one of those people too. It's like, I am a creative person. There's no way I would understand this. But you know what? It's all problem solving in a way. And it's just a different dimension of kind of being creative. Like, oh my God, how am I going to get this to work? You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff you need to know, it's out there. You oh can, yeah. You can learn it. And I mean, we have the internet now, so you can find everything. But like you said, HR issues, you can find it on the Department of Labor website yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like your answer is probably out there. It's just out there. And you can, we've asked so many people too that, right. you know, little do they know that they were our mentors. Um, and you tap into experts exactly. when you need them. So, so yeah, the, the answers are yeah. out there. So definitely do not be afraid of that. And the one thing I want to mention too, while we get started, because we're talking about starting the business is, um, you know, as you're setting things up, the one thing we're going to do is, and we recommend this to everybody, is the book um, Six Weeks to Startup by Rhonda Abrams. Yes, which um, we affectionately call Six Months to Startup. Yes. Because it, that's how long it took us. We <laughs> totally took our time with it because um, you were still working at the time and I was still freelancing at the time. So we just set aside, a, you know, sometime every week, I think, and just sat at your dining room table and went through each chapter and were very thorough. And also, too, I think when people start a business, they're like, okay, well, what day do we start? You know, we just, I think everything's done. When do we start? And we just picked a day and had to open the doors, if you will, yeah. and, and get January started. January 1st. January 1st. Made it nice and easy. 
So technically, probably the second. Yeah, I, I doubt we worked on on the first of January, but the, yeah, that was a, our official startup day. But the one thing that's great about that book, like we said, is that it really takes you step by step to everything you need to know about starting a business. And I really couldn't recommend that more. And one of the chapters was about um, just your your goals and you know what you wanted the business to be, and you know really more of a uh, of a thinking thing versus the tactile part of a business. And what I liked about that is that we discovered that we were a great match as far as a partnership. <laughs> yeah, and and I think we've always worked this way, but I know you know some years later we had an assessment mm-hmm. done. I, if you remember that yes. one, and it showed that we are like very aligned on how we think about the business and what we want out of life and those kind of important things. But our personalities were almost exactly opposite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why we've had a really good partnership is we, we don't step on each other's toes. We rarely right. want to do the thing the other person wants to do. Right. And we have run into partnerships that have had a little more of a struggle and that everybody wants to do the sales or everybody wants to do the making of the thing or something like that. And you can't have that. You have to have one person that, you know, really wants to, you know, promote it and one that wants to do a lot of the the technical stuff, the spreadsheets, if we will. And we like to simplify by saying, you know, I'm the outside voice and you're the inside voice. So I'm the one that's doing the marketing, the sales, or at least that's how we started. We'll just go back yeah. to just when it was just the two of us. I did all the marketing, the sales and, you know, talking to clients and things like that. And you handled more of the internal things, which was the spreadsheets and the interviewing of talent and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's so important that part about being on the same page. Yes. Cause like it's, lots of people aren't, and maybe they get into a partnership and, you know, one person, I don't know what we'll say, like one person wants to like grow it up into a unicorn in five years and sell to Google. Right. And the other person wants to just build a nice business and work like 30 hours a week. Right. Those are not compatible goals. Right. You know? right. Or somebody <laughs> who wants to spend the money as, as fast as they make it. The other one wants to reinvest in the business. I mean, those are two completely different things. And yeah. Same and with the example you gave. None and of them are bad. No. But they're not the same. But be on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, uh, there will be a lot of infighting. And that's what kind of breaks apart a lot of uh, partnerships and yeah. things like that. So it can cause a lot of conflict. So after going through the exercises and that, we realized, oh, well, we are kind of on the same track here. And it, it was really about, you know, just having, you know, something that was um, t- to help people and connect creative people. And it's like, if we can do that, then we will be happy. And if we can pay ourselves, that's even better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's fair to say too like when you start a business you don't always know where it will go like I think when we started it we thought it we would make nice fun jobs for ourselves right the two of us right and you know obviously over 15 years it's evolved a lot and we have other employees Mm -hmm. and we've been able to provide really cool work opportunities for other people and see them develop in their career and all that kind of stuff but we didn't set out knowing that's where it would go no absolutely not but what other thing I was going to mention too is um you know, we also, when we were preparing to start the business, this wasn't even as we went along, was we actually wrote out all the job descriptions we felt that we would need for the job or for this company. And we found that beneficial too, because at the very beginning, we just divided up all those job duties. <laughs> Put our names in every <laughs> exactly. box. Okay, I'll take this one. You <laughs> can take that one. And then once it got to be too much, then that's when we knew it was time to hire somebody. And I'm like, okay, what, what do I feel like I want to push off that I never really liked in the first place, but I took it. Okay, great. We're going to need somebody to do this and um, we're able to delegate that pretty easily because the job description is already written it was easy to hand off and we could find somebody with those skill sets that could take it and actually be better that than us at it yeah that's that thing right you like you always hope to hire somebody who is better at whatever bookkeeping Mm -hmm. than you are or even if you're 
equally as good at it. Maybe they just really enjoy it. Right. They really get into it where it's just a task you need to get done by Friday. Right, right. And so like that's so rewarding. Right. And you'll find too that there are certain things that only the owners can do or owner can do. And those are the things you get to keep. And Mm -hmm. they're probably the things that you're best at and you have to keep. Um, in order to um, just be aware of everything that's going on in the business. Some stuff you like, sometimes you don't. But I usually for me, it's like, well, no, this I really want to know about. So I'm totally fine, you know, working on that. Um, the other thing I want to mention, too, you know, back to just really starting up as well, because you're, you know, you're just doing all the jobs and things like that, is I think that a lot of people think that they need investors and things like that. And we didn't have investors. We bootstrapped the whole thing. We um, basically figured out what was the minimum we needed to live on. Um, figured out what that would be for six months and said, if it, this doesn't work in six months, then we're just going to get a job. Yeah, that's such a great point because I think that, um, you know, we all, I read it too, like Read Inc. or, you know, Fast Company or something. Mm-hmm. It's fun to read those kind of stories of, you know, a company that got started and built up and they became huge or whatever and they have an investment and they've been doing their pitches mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And the stories are fun, but I think that that is the story that's in the news so much. And I don't have any statistics for this, but I would suspect that is actually much more rare. Like the small, a couple people or a person go and start the business kind of scenario with their own funds Mm -hmm. or their savings account or whatever. I would suspect that's much more normal. I mean, there's so many just small businesses in the world that are not, you know, big investor driven right you know right. companies that are looking to be acquired or whatever they're just like your local restaurant or your you know your local whatever kind of a business I would guess a lot more are like that yeah and so I would just tell people plan on being a little scrappy with yeah. that um the one thing too more than likely and I won't say this across the board but more than likely banks will not loan to you because you are yeah. not in untested. the beginning yeah, yeah. You're, you're untested and right. they want their money back and mm-hmm. they're not going to give you money and you are unproven, I guess yeah. is probably the best way I think of we saying found that. We needed about two years of being in business before mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. a credit line or yeah. anything and from the bank. Obviously yeah. show that you made a profit and you know, mm-hmm. it was actually a great idea <laughs> somewhere along the way. Yes. Um, yeah. But so, just, just think yeah, about you have to get established somehow on your own. Yeah. And you can think about it just even if a friend of yours came up to you and said, hey, I want to borrow $10,000 because I have this idea. And you'd be like... Uh, <laughs> okay you know you're, yeah. you because it's a friend maybe because you have some history with them but imagine if it's a stranger coming up to you and mm-hmm. asking it's it's the same thing so just just kind of expect that and you know we um again found, figured out ways to do it um but just plan on that and the other things that I'm gonna say too is like a lot of the stuff that we started with were just stuff that we already owned like we already owned the laptops we owned the fax machine and I think we bought the Palm Pilots and the space that we used was just your house. Yeah. Basically. So it was fortunate. It just was in a location that worked and I had space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we made it work. So, yeah, I think, like you said, being resourceful and scrappy. Right. Like, what do you have that you can make work? And I think we bought filing cabinets even from some sort of salvage Probably. area at one time. You know, so you don't. That sounds like us. <laughs> so I don't feel like um, you have, to, like I said, have this huge investment. Um, just go with what you have, or at least as minimum as you, you can. And as you are making money, you could definitely add on to, you know, that investment as far as stuff. Yeah, I think it's so great to just be careful about not spending money on the things that aren't helping drive the business. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, if you don't have to get off a of space right away, if you don't have to buy 
furniture or whatever. It's like that's all money that does not have to go out to things that aren't really bringing you clients. Right, right. And the one quick thing I'll add to is that if you do need space, I would definitely recommend having a lawyer look at the lease agreement. Um, we thought we could wing it like we have everything else. And then after we spoke to a lawyer about it, based on the advice we had gotten from someone else, um, we saved a whole lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing, think about when we started 15 years ago, there weren't co-work spaces. No. And now, no. I mean, that we would have totally I'm, done I'm that. I'm sure we would use one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's what we would have done now, but that just wasn't really an option. So I think there's more things available to people that want to start a business now. Absolutely. Different incubators and shared kitchens and all kinds of, yeah. of um, resources that you can tap into that just weren't around 15 years ago. Exactly. Which is cool. It means Columbus is supporting like entrepreneurial spirit, right, I think. Right, which is, is really, really cool. So just really do your homework as far as, and maybe that it's in the book too. It's been years since I've cracked that open about talking about where we're going to work at things like that. But, but even then there's or more options. Um, I think that if you just get creative and think about, you know, what else could I do or what mm -hmm. is there someone who will just loan me a, a room in an, in an office space or something like that. So yeah, it's, there's definitely, you know, no end to what you can find, but yeah, that, that sort of thing has all changed and the technology has changed and, you know, be prepared that with each investment too, everything changes. So you're gonna have to spend more money continuously throughout your 15 years or however long you have your business. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and the processes has changed too. So that's, also worth mentioning too how you do things are not going to be the same as when you started yeah do um, you remember how many things were on paper and via fax outrageous like we would fax resumes to clients yes and and people would fax their timesheets yes. to us so now we don't even yes. own a fax machine right right <laughs> and all the software is different you know it was very simple at the beginning and then it ended up having to be more robust because more information needed to be gathered or you know we had just more more information and it had to be mm -hmm. handled differently so yeah all of that changed and you know just how we did our processes so just be aware that you know once you start it's not going to always be that way and you're constantly fine-tuning you're constantly learning you're constantly um, changing and evolving yes for sure and I think evolving in another way thinking about how whatever business you're in whatever industry it is like how that evolves mm -hmm. you know, think about mm -hmm. how different just creative is from 15 yeah. years ago yeah you know, our businesses have to evolve because the, the industry we serve has changed so much. Right. And if you're in the creative industry, especially if you've been in it for a long time, it'd be worth checking out our other podcast, which talks about the changes in the creative industry and the new jobs that are there and why you should not fear that. It's all just part of the evolution <laughs> and you want to stay current. Um, but yeah, we're, we're changing along right along with it. And yeah, keep up. Got to keep up. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> I think that's no matter what kind of industry you're in, you know, we we're talking before about like how many just small, you know, I guess like Main Street or whatever, like small independent businesses there are. But even if you're a small restaurant right now, your business is probably really different than it was or a dry cleaner or whatever, even if it's like this very traditional you know, maybe people even think mm -hmm. of like an old fashioned kind of a business. It's still evolving and changing. Right. And you right. can't, um, get stuck like you have to keep evolving right and I mean it could um, benefit you by cost savings but uh, it's mostly going to benefit you because if you're not evolving your competitors will be yeah and you're just responding to how people want to interact with you mm -hmm. like I want my dry cleaning just brought to my house why it's do like I have to go somewhere greatest and get thing it? ever <laughs> you know and but it, 
that didn't used to be the norm. Right. And then somebody said, hey, I have this great idea. Mm-hmm. We'll just take it to their house. Well, I bet people will love that. We'll make it even easier. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, just it, <laughs> sort of continuously responding to what your people want. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the questions that we get often, too, is um, when do you know it's time to hire your first employee? That is, yeah, that's a, a good one. And it is, I think it's tough, especially when you're first starting, because it feels like a big expense and a big sort of commitment, mm-hmm. like you're committing to this person, you know. And for us, it just all kind of came together at the same time of when we moved into a larger office space. And so that that all just kind of aligned. Yeah. But we, you know, we grew out of the space and we grew out of the ability to do everything ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, and I think that we was, needed help. I think hiring someone was also the catalyst of getting out of your house too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it was also the thing that made us move because like, we, we, we didn't want to maybe bring someone else in and say, Hey, you're working in someone's house. Right. It just right. felt like we wanted to be a little more professional. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a baby step and we started with interns and things like that. And I can highly recommend that if you're yeah. a little nervous. I mean, sometimes um, when I say nervous about the, the cost and things like that, because sometimes the schools will pay for that intern. Um, you can usually get them at a, like a minimum wage sort of thing. So it, and you can um, budget it based on what you can afford. So how many hours they're going to work and they're happy with whatever because they're trying to learn something. Yeah. Um, and it might be for school credit or something like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a great way to kind of dip your toe into the employee spectrum if you will yeah Yeah. I think we did a podcast about interns we did did. and you know as we went on in that one like we are just big fans of interns Mm -hmm. like so many fresh ideas you know we still use interns yeah we still for projects and things like that interns here for you know in different capacities and it can be a way to maybe identify someone who can evolve into an entry-level employee Mm -hmm. if they're if it's like maybe their senior year and then they you know, intern with you and, and may or may not be interested in, you know, taking a position if you have something for right. them. So it can be a great, you know, way to, to identify talent. But even if you don't, like, even if you're not going to hire them, like they just, they, they need to and want to do an internship and you just say, great, I'll have you for three months. You get a lot out of it and they do too. It's, it's very, um, it's, it's very rewarding because there's, there's like things gained on both sides. Exactly. It's fun to see the student learning more skills and developing and obviously they're helping your business so it's a win for everyone exactly and we always pay ours we just fully believe in that right right um the other thing that is my absolute positive favorite employee to hire is that stay-at-home parent um we've had a lot of stay-at-home moms that have worked for us yeah. and um because it was just a part-time thing that they were looking for and they and that's kind of what we were looking for too you know something that we could afford and um they were so they're so talented because yes. they they want everything and I, I love that. So they want to be there for their children, but they still want to work and they are so skilled. And we just had have had some of the best employees, part time employees that um, were stay at home moms. Yeah. And I you know, you think back like I think we were just so willing to offer flexibility mm-hmm. maybe way before other companies even thought about that idea. <laughs> right. You know, but you know, we, we were willing to offer it. And like you said, maybe it was fine for us too, because it was a little less of a commitment to someone who maybe wanted to work 20 hours or something, but we got to work with people that were fantastic Mm -hmm. and, you know, easily had the skill set to work at 
and all brands or wherever, but that wasn't the kind of job they wanted. Right. And so we were able to have that same caliber of person mm-hmm. because we would give them the flexibility to, you know, work a smaller schedule and also be there for their family. Yeah, it's they, like the people we were able to get that way yes. was, was fantastic. Yeah, they want to get back to work, They want, but they also want to put their kid on the bus and be there when they got home. And yeah, it, it, yeah, it was fantastic. And I've been pr- trying to promote that ever since we did it because it was mm-hmm. just so wonderful of an experience yeah and I think like I said I feel like we've always been relatively open to more flexible schedules and stuff and and sort of figuring out how people can have their personal life and their professional mm-hmm. life and, and I feel like now especially in in the COVID times that we're in you know a lot more companies are having those conversations right but I feel right like you know, we always felt that way. And maybe some of it was because we wanted to create a business that we wanted to work for. Right. And so then we wanted to create a business that other people wanted to work for with us. And so we, we just always were open to like, well, you know, let's see if we can figure it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I like, again, I cannot promote that anymore. Um, in, in 15 years time to you get a lot of different challenges. Um, and <laughs> we we thought we could probably we could probably name like about 10 other things and that was until the pandemic came and <laughs> that by far has been the greatest challenge yeah it's like three challenges all woven exactly into one big delightful year mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's been a lot but like you said we've been through other challenges and you just you just have to believe that you'll get through it mm-hmm. and that you stay true to your values and what you think is most important and what you really care about. And you just, you just keep fighting and, right. you know, just like every other small business, we're, we're out there fighting too, you know? And, and I think that you're always going to have challenges. Just some are bigger than others. Let's be <laughs> right, honest. Right. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one definitely just took the cake on all of it, but um, just some of the smaller ones I, I think we can talk to too is, you know, as people say, you know, running a company would be great if it wasn't for employees and clients. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Except um, for then you would not have a company. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, essentially, it's it's people, you know, and, and people are, you know, they, they want different things and they're all very different. And, you know, when we're in the business of trying to make everybody happy, and I think that comes both internally for us and just trying to be good customer service people, um, it could just be a challenge because you're trying to get all of this to just line up yeah. and and run smoothly and, you know, the client will call and there's an issue with a person that we've placed or the talent will call. So there's an issue with the client that, you know, or, or something, but it's always like these constantly moving parts. And, um, I always go back to the fact that I, I waited tables as being, you know, just the, the best education I could have had for dealing with this sort of stuff, because it's all just so rapid fire and you got to figure out how do I fix this problem right now? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I think working with other people is like the greatest joy. Oh, my gosh. So fun. Yes. And also can sometimes be frustrating and challenging. And, you know, geniuses that we are, we chose a business that everything is people like we place people with other people mm-hmm. and people work for us. Like our entire business is about people. And so you have to really love that or mm-hmm. you, d- you just wouldn't enjoy what we do, I think. But, but you're right. I mean, people have also like lots of opinions and their own vision of their career path and, and, you know, all kinds of other, you know, maybe issues going in there on in their life that you need to address or help them with or, help navigate through or you know whatever's happening with them and so I think it takes a lot of patience and a lot of empathy and, mm-hmm. and just 
like you said, just trying to be a good human, you know, just trying to be a good person and, and figure out like, how would I want someone to treat me? Right. And that's always right. been how we've thought a little about bit of our it. guiding light on that. If I was a candidate, how would I want to be treated? If I was a client, how would I want to be treated? If I was an employee, how would I want to be treated? And just trying to, you know, think about that and, and emulate that, you know, what would I want somebody to do for me or say to me or, you know, ask me or whatever. Right. Because you could have a great day waiting tables and suddenly you drop a glass or a whole tray full of glasses or <laughs> on someone on someone, which makes it even better, which I did do once. It was a glass of water, though. Um, but yeah, nothing <laughs> sets off the whole day in a, in a tailspin once that happens. Um, but it's the same sort of thing. It's just like something that's just unexpected that kind of happens and you try and just fix it as quickly as you can. Um, but that's constant. And it's yeah. it's the same thing, you know, even with kind of like employees, too, and just kind of getting that right fit for your company. Um, the other thing that I would mention too is, um, you know, we, you hire people for the skill sets that they have at the time. And then sometimes your business just kind of outgrows them and you have to be kind of comfortable with those difficult conversations mm-hmm. too. Or they outgrow you. Or they outgrow you or they just and get tired of it yeah. because you're the one that's, you know, you're committed to your own company and you're, but they might be like, you know what, I'm not willing to do that for this because it's not my company, you know? Right. So you have to be kind of okay with that. And it's at first, I know you're really heartbroken when people would want to leave or we would have to ask somebody to leave. But then, you know, it's like, you know what? This is not your job then. Right. You know, if you're not happy here. And you see them go on. And they, and they, and go, they find their great. job and they're so happy. And you cannot be yeah. happier for you. It's like, I'm, I was a, just a part of the resume. Yes. <laughs> they're, all, all. they're all alumni. Exactly. Right? They're all still part of the family. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's funny because you said that joke, which people say a lot about like, you know, it'd be great. except for the people. And, and it is so ironic because there's no such thing as a really a business without people. Right. Like you can not get very far just yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out how to bring other people into your idea and your vision yeah. and, and get them excited about working on this thing. You're, ex- you're exactly. inherently excited about it, but you have to figure out how to get them excited about it and show them what you need. And I think that's actually some of the most fun it is but yeah I mean people you know do get frustrated with it sometimes other business owners and I just I just think that's the exciting part of the yeah I would agree I would agree I think it's it's just super fun to have you know the different personalities you know either you know pass through or stay here or things like that and um, the rewards the reward is so much greater than the than the challenge yeah so I don't want people to be nervous about hiring people it it is, it is a challenge, you know, and we, um, so I'm, I don't want to candy coat in any way, but man, when the right people are in the right seat, there is just really nothing better than that. Yeah. And the team we have right now, I'm just overjoyed with, and I'm so happy that they want to work here with yeah, us and exactly. try and make a difference and that sort of thing. Yeah. When, when you have people that are passionate about what you're passionate about and about, you know, bringing the mission of whatever it is your company mm-hmm. does to mm-hmm. life and. And I'll sort of hold hands and, you know, dive into it together. It is just really amazing. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to kind of mention too, you know, it's always good to kind of follow your heart with a lot of this stuff too. I think there's different ways that you can run a business. And one is you can chase the money or you can chase the mission. And that was, you know, kind of the one thing that we have in common is that we are just constantly chasing the mission of the business. Um, Both you and I come from, a creative background and connecting creative people has always been, you know, our North star on this. And, um, 
I, 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 there's nothing else I would want to do. Like if somebody else, and we've had people advise us, you know, maybe you should get into some other staffing and things right. like that, because that's, you know, that's the only way to really grow and to be a, like a hundred million dollar company and blah. And it's like, you don't know how unattractive that sounds to me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you and I have always believed that thing about that you can do well by doing good. Yes. And there, you know, there's even some great like movements around it, like the conscious capitalism, you know, organization and, mm-hmm. and things like that 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 promote that idea but to us I think that always was just inherent it's like well yeah what why would we do this right if we're not doing something we care about right and I want to like my job I mean yeah. I'm creating this why wouldn't I create a job that I like yeah exactly it's so that part is so important to me right and you could um, make that comparison too. like it, let's just say you have a restaurant and it's like the best of its kind in that style of food and things like that. And people might come in and say, you know, you should franchise and blah. Like, no, I just like it to be this, this little family owned, awesome place. And we've all eaten at that place. So you kind of know what I'm talking about. We're saying, no, this is the best place to go for Italian or the best place to go for, you know, Thai food or something like that. And it's the only one. Yeah. Like what might be important to that owner is, that they can cook all the food or that they can employ their family members or, you know, like they or may they have just so many other priorities. And pleasing the customer. Beyond having like 10 locations. I mean, everybody leaves with a with a full, happy belly. Yeah. I mean, geez, everybody knows what that feels like. And it's right. awesome. Right. And maybe their dream isn't to have, you know, locations across the country. And someone else's dream is, and that's totally cool for them. But mm-hmm. you, you don't have to latch on to someone else's vision of your business. Yeah. So we, we really like the experience. I'm hoping that people get from this, that they're just happy to work with us and they, they feel cared for and they feel that, you know, we're out for their best interests. And I, and I think you can really um, stress yourself out by thinking, you know, constantly running the numbers. It's like, well, how do we keep making more money? And, you know, that we do have those conversations. Don't get me wrong. But right. it, I mean, it is a business. It is a business. And, if it, and it has to make money. Otherwise, it's not a business. It's a charity. Right. So, it's a hobby or something. And yeah. we want to keep paying people and doing good in the community and things like that. But it, it's worth um, just really figuring out, you know, what if I do this, what am I giving up? And um, and that's just you know, yeah. that's a great point. It's Every, just advice. Everything you know? is a choice. It is. Right? I can franchise and have 10 locations, but I can't cook in the kitchen at all 10. I right. can, right. you know, do this, but then I can't do that. And, and that might be okay. Right. But that you're consciously choosing that. I think sometimes people just sort of fall into decisions or they feel like, you know, they look around, they read the ink magazines or whatever, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. think, well, this is what I have to well, do. Yeah, this is what I have to do to be this successful, to be, to be quote, seen as successful. Yeah, quote, unquote, successful. And, you know, successful is a lot about your own definition of that word. Yeah. What's the, what's the book that has the, the pie making example in it? Oh, um, the E-Myth. Yes. That one I'm going to recommend, too. And we should probably recommend a couple of the books, E-Myth. too, while we're at it, yeah. too. But the E-Myth is definitely one that we read very early. And that's that addresses exactly what we're talking about, because when you're opening a pie shop, at some point, you're going to have to stop making pies if you want to keep it growing. So you have to kind of decide, do I want to stop making pies? And we could definitely be in the position where you know, it was just, it's still just you and me. You know, I'm doing the marketing, you're doing the recruiting, but you know, the business couldn't grow if we didn't duplicate ourselves. So we had to decide, do we want to keep making the pies or do we evolve this, our jobs into something that is something that we really, really, really like also. So, um, you have to kind of ask yourself those questions too. Right. And neither of them are bad choices, but you just, 
like consciously make the choice. It's your business. What do you want it to be? And yeah. there's a lot of fun and a lot of power behind that and kind of creating this this whole thing. Um, I don't know. Is there any other books that we could recommend to people? Those are we, always we've already the recommended two. the two, the, yeah. the Six Weeks of Startup and the E-Myth. Um, and as your business gets bigger, there's, there's you know, pr- we could probably recommend Traction. Like traction, that's what I was That we, we yeah. um, definitely follow to the letter for the most part. But again, you know, I have to be flexible because it's our business. Um, but that's really helpful when you're trying to um, set up accountability for things and you start keeping track of people mm-hmm. and whether they're the right people in the right seats. So, yeah, that's definitely one of our favorites too. But there's so many books out there. So definitely take each of the theories as, you know, with a grain of salt, I suppose. Yeah. Because you got to figure out what fits for you too. It took us a while to find traction. Um, I would say probably my... We probably read so many books. Like my top <laughs> one that I I reread or listen to at least every few years is Good to Great. Oh, yes. It, ha- it has so many yeah. really good lessons that Absolutely. are kind of timeless. And that's Jim Collins and mm-hmm. all of his... I could recommend definitely all of his books mm-hmm. um, just for um, big picture thinking. Yeah. And again, you could take whatever information you want out of that um, to, um, to to kind of structure to, to help your business. You know, you don't have yeah. to follow any of these books in the letter, but I always find great nuggets out of most of the books that I read. And then once I've got it, I sometimes I'm just done with the book. I don't yeah. even finish it. It's like, oh, but that was good. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go forward with that. Or this is going to help me with time management. Or this is going to help me with leadership. Or this is going to you know, help me with whatever. But um, definitely troubleshoot and kind of figure out, you know, which is the method you're going to follow, which one feels good on the inside, um, mm-hmm. in your heart and things like that. Uh, because that, that's the only way it's going to grow. Is if you can believe it, you're going to adhere to it, you're going to practice it and Otherwise, you're going to waste a whole lot of time. And which, you know, we we did try a whole bunch of different things first before we got to where we are. Um, but that's just all part of it. Yeah, that's just part of the journey, right? Right. Like and the learning. The learning. The <laughs> endless learning. The learning never stops. I mean, you're going to get up and be wherever you are 15 years later. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll be there 15 years later. So you might as well you know, sort of enjoy that path and end up somewhere you want to be, mm-hmm. not someone else's vision of where you want to be. Right. And um, the whole learning thing too, if you're not curious, if you're not learning, then, you know, growing a business is going to be a bit of a challenge too. And so you may have to address that at the very, very beginning um, because there is nothing wrong with working for somebody either. I loved, and that's probably why I went from freelance to working for somebody because I got tired of doing my own sales. So then I would get a job and the paycheck would just magically show up in my bank account. You just did the work. Oh my God. Yeah. It was great to have that break. You know, you didn't have to worry about it and and things like that. And and there is absolutely positively nothing wrong with that. It's like, you know what? My life is complicated or I'm, I don't think I'd be good at this. There's no issue at all for just wanting, you know, just that, um, that comfort, that, security that was the word I'm looking for security of just having the paycheck show up and the taxes mm-hmm. are taken care of and things like that because the, the ultimately the opposite is you're doing the sales you're doing the the making you're doing the taxes <laughs> you're yeah. doing all of that and unless you're curious and want to learn um it, it's going to be more of a challenge for you right yeah I think that's such a great point like some people hear all of that and think, wow, that all sounds really interesting. I'd mm-hmm. like to learn about that. And other people are like, that sounds like a nightmare. Like, I just <laughs> right. want to, I just want to be a writer or I just want right. to design things or whatever. I just want to do and the we thing need I you. like to do. We need you. So if you're, if you're an employee somewhere, you're just hired, you're doing the work you want to do mm-hmm. versus 
all of the other stuff on top of also doing the work that you want to do. And again, like neither is a bad choice, but like consciously choose the right one for right, yourself. Right. Uh, and, and if you're not wired for that, I would not consider that like a personality flaw or anything like that. We're all, all different and everybody's needed in a different way. And you have to just kind of go with your strengths. So I'm, I don't want to, you know, say that, Oh, this was so easy and blah, <laughs> you know, it, it's not, it's very cerebral. I mean, you're doing a lot of thinking all the time and it's hard to shut off and you like to think, Oh, I'm going to set my own schedule and blah. And there is certain truth to that, but it doesn't mean that we're not thinking about the business at all yeah. times and day and night you always work for someone so yeah. you work for your clients so right. you work for you know whatever your employees so you everybody's responsible with somebody else yes unless you literally like i don't know a self millionaire hermit living in a cave <laughs> like i don't goals. know how, i have goals i don't know how you are not somehow responsible to some other person right right uh your family maybe yeah, or whatever but somehow um yeah, so I, I, I just want people to, to think it's it's not, I mean, if, if you, and, I, and here's the thing, I, I love it. I love it. I love working. I love the, the learning. I love the, the creativity that this brings and the challenges and things like that. So, um, and, and probably I should have figured that out early on that um, I really needed to get my own business because I obviously flirted with it a lot, being a freelancer and things yeah. like that. Um, but th that's that's where I, I need to be. And um but I, like I said, I was, I was perfectly fine getting a paycheck too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sort of vacillated. I did. Two. I did. And yeah. like I said, I, I apparently like this cause it's been the longest I've, I've done something. So I mean, yeah. anything really school, marriage. anything. Yeah. And I think may, maybe, you know, just to sort of bring it back around, maybe because it has changed so much. Yeah. Like it keeps yeah. evolving. So it keeps you engaged. You know, if you're this creative person who's always looking for something different, every day has been different over the 15 mm -hmm. years. So maybe that's part of why we've stayed engaged for so long. Is that why you've stayed engaged this long, Kristen? I think so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't know why else. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> I imagine love, working for anybody else I now. I still love what I do and I am constantly challenged all the time. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what else I would do that I would enjoy more. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else we can share with people at this time? I we kind of created an outline that I think we touched upon everything. Yeah. Um, I, I just think. I mean, to me, it's just a lot of being really honest with yourself mm -hmm. about what you want, what you enjoy, what you like, what's going to excite and motivate you, and not, in some ways, not getting too caught up in other people's. You can get advice from people, but you don't have to take the path they took. You can take the path that you want to take that works for you yeah and the one thing i'm gonna just add on to the end here too is if there's other things that you're kind of curious about um kristen and i do have blogs on our website portfoliocreative.com as well as the illumination bureau podcast which you're listening to right now that we cover a lot of other topics and occasionally we talk about um business ownership and dealing with different things as far as you know your teams or you know your clients and things like that so definitely you know look through the list and see if there's something else that might um strike a chord with you because you know this is a very fun thing to do i've really really enjoyed it um and here's another 15 years sounds great thank you so much for joining us at illumination bureau and we hope you have gained something by listening today illumination bureau was brought to you by portfolio creative you can find out more about portfolio creative at portfoliocreative.com if you have a topic that you want to hear about don't hesitate to email us at questions at portfoliocreative.com 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 